Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. Today, I am really excited um, to connect with today's guest. I think we've been in touch online for a little while now. There's a few things we share in common as well. Um, but before I like continue to ramble on, <laughs> I'd love to introduce you to Jasmine Douglas. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, I was actually trying to remember how we first started speaking and I can't remember. I know it's been about a year, but yeah. I have no idea who reached out to who or how it happened. Yeah, I I literally cannot remember at all. And I don't know, I feel Instagram probably definitely has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I remember us just talking and we're going to get into it and stuff, but also finding synergy around kind of showing up to support women but also working in tech and all of that good stuff so um before we dive into your full journey um can you just give the listeners an introduction to you yeah for sure I'm trying to work on cutting this down because I always tend to ramble (laughs) but um I'm Jasmine I'm the founder of Babes on Waves which is the first diverse female founder platform for so diverse female founders particularly for women of color and black women and we basically help you to launch scale grow your business and also to connect with other like-minded founders so i say like i really hate the word networking we're not a networking platform but we help you to make genuine connections with other founders and just people who get it really like on your business journey that yeah. was definitely a rambly version not the concise version <laughs> that felt concise to me <laughs> I'm now curious about the rambly version. I'm like, I think we're going to get you to do that at the end. But um, what brought you to doing that work? Because it sounds like something that you're passionate about and, you know, driven around. So this is definitely a bit of a ramble, but it's because it was very much not a planned journey. Like it was very much very organic and very unplanned. So I, when I first started getting into business, Babes on Waves was a, the idea was that it'd be a magazine highlighting like really cool women doing cool things. And I'd had different different sections. I had like music babes, tech babes, uh, you get it. (laughs) And that's kind of where like the name like Babes on Waves came from. And then I quickly, quickly realized that I really hated writing content. So obviously a magazine is just like not what you want to do. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe a magazine isn't like my calling. And so I kind of put it on the side. I kept the Instagram account and just was using it as like a place to like, you know, post like inspiring quotes or things that inspired me personally, um, stuff like that. And as I was doing this, I was like, I could really use like talking to someone about this because I don't know what I want to do. I just want to have a discussion. All my friends were like, I don't really care. Sorry, (laughs) which is fair (laughs) enough. They just didn't want to listen to me talking about like multiple ideas. So I formed a mini group and I did this through Future Girl Corp. They had a program, Mm. like a build a business kind of program. And it was just like a printed out PDF. But I always take things way too far. And I was like, I'm going to create a group. We're going to meet up. I'm going to create presentations and take people through this and so that's what I did 
and then as I was doing that, I was like, I actually really, really enjoy this. Like I could do more of this. <laughs> and I spoke to the 10 women who had joined me on that. And I said, you know, how do you all feel about, you know, paying a membership fee? And with that fee, I'll actually book, you know, proper experts to come in and talk to us about this, not just me on Google and like a PowerPoint slide. Um, and everyone was like, yeah, that sounds really great. I knew that I wanted it always to be a majority space for people of color because I've never really had that growing up. I've always been the only like brown girl, the only mixed girl in any scenario. So mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to be open to everyone because I think it's really important that you're in the room with everyone and not just people who are like you. So that's kind of where the diversity element came from. So all of this kind of joined up. And then in May last year, I kind of relaunched Babes on Waves, the business club. And now we've got like 115 members, I think, a, a year later, almost exactly a year later, wow. which is crazy. That is amazing. And I just love that. It just started off so organic. It was like, this is what I'm doing. Would you pay for us to do more and do it better? And just really based on the need and the need for the space as well. Because I think, you know, I know a few people that are members of Babes on Waves um, and they always just speak about how unique the environment is and exactly speak, attest to what you shared in terms of building those authentic connections. Because I think especially, you know, at the time of recording, we have now been in a pandemic for a year. And that kind of aligns a little bit with the timeline of the growth um, of Babes on Waves and the need for that space, not a space where it's like weird, cold, dry Exactly. What can I get from you? Yeah. I hate that shit. <laughs> I always say like, it's not a transactional place. Like the more, mm. like the kind of philosophy is like be a giver, not a taker. And you can do both. Like you can give and eventually you know that you'll get back. And I don't mm. think that's like a bad thing to have. It's not, it's not yeah. authentic. It's just a fact of life. Um, but I always start from that standpoint of like service mindset. Like what can I do to like genuinely, you know, enrich this person's life and just Mm. if you have that kind of attitude then things will come back to you um and you're not doing it just for that but it's just better than going in with a mindset of like oh this person has this network or this amount of followers like Mm. what can I get out of them I hate that (laughs) people can see through it and people want something more they do they do and people now know that it doesn't need to be that way I think especially when I think about networking so I've always enjoyed networking because I'm a people person so I even throughout all of the nonsense patriarchal crap that is carted out around like your handshake and stuff like that um I've always just seen it as I'm going to go to this thing and I'm just going to meet new people and I'm just going to have conversations and it's just going to be an adventure. And I think what's been so exciting over say the past, I'd probably say 10, 15 years is watching more authentic spaces open up some new definitions of what it means to network that actually doesn't include the word networking. And it's more about connection and friendships and meeting people who are just like, no, we're actually friends now. Like (laughs) I made friends. I came here for business, but I made friends friends like that's exactly it that's exactly and that it's really funny because that's kind of the feedback that I always get like people always say Mm. I came to babes and waves you know trying to grow my network or you know get more job opportunities or whatever 
but they always say I never expected to actually make friends who I chat mm-hmm. to now more than like the people who were in my life before mm-hmm. and like you know, we've got like a group holiday planned like we've got like so many amazing things like people are always going on you know walks together or just re- and it's so nice on Instagram I'll see like people I'll see a member post and like all the other members are like going crazy in the comments on the post mm-hmm. like typing them up and it's just so nice to see like genuine genuine connections formed yeah yeah I think that that is so 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 exciting and I guess you've given us the backstory in terms of babes on way of starting out but in terms of your general career what has that journey been yeah so again that's been quite random so I've always since I left school I've always had a job always had multiple jobs um that hustle life sadly (laughs) (laughs) So I, but I didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to go into. I did philosophy at uni. So it's not like I had something that was easily translatable into a career. I was just kind of doing different temp jobs. Um, I thought I wanted to go into the creative industries, um, couldn't find a job in the creative industries. I thought I wanted to be a creative producer and um, really, really randomly on my, so, so while I was almost a couple of months off graduating from uni, I started temping at a tech company and in the office was only product managers, designers, developers. And mm-hmm. so I just happened to help out, um, helping on a lot of like the tech product and the digital transformation stuff that we were working on. And through that, I learned what product management was. I'd never heard of it, never heard about UX, had no idea what it was and learned through all this. And I went on to, they offered me a full-time role, again, just as like an office manager, but with mm-hmm. the idea to train me up into product management. And so wow. I loved that, loved it so much because I think when people think of, te- of tech, they think of just like developers. And I don't think schools do a good enough job of showing no, it way more than that. Exactly. Like the field of UX is so, so creative. Like product manager is so, so creative. And it's like being a CEO within a company, which mm-hmm. I just loved. Like I thrived off that. Um, and I ended up digressing a bit and going into a UX researcher role instead of product management and I was working at a company a death tech company that was like all about revolutionizing the death industry so I'm rambling I'll wrap up in a second and that's how I'm the first person to tell people pick an industry and just put tech beside it and google you will find businesses honestly honestly it's it's amazing what you can find like any interest you have, like you can find a career in tech with it. Well, not mm. any, but probably most of them. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and then I left my job about last week, actually. And so now I'm full wow. time. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that. Okay. For those of you listening, <laughs> I like, I make a point not to dive too deep into stuff before I jump on and record the interview. So if you can see my face right now, I am just like, <laughs> because we had a conversation again, like I think when we initially met or even a few months after, and we're both sort of just connecting around having huge visions for our businesses, working full-time in tech, the juggle, what that looks like, and being at that point where it's just like, at some point I'm going to need to decide and what is it that I actually want? Like, what do I see for 2021, 2022? So that's really exciting to, to hear. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> it's it feel like scary. one week in. <laughs> scary. <laughs> Honestly, if you can see like my like mad scribbling every evening, like 
trying to work out like is this gonna work is this gonna work um but I think it just got to the point where like it's not like it's not it it wasn't it's not the situation where it's like I'm sitting on a massive chunk of cash and I'm like Mm. yeah transition it's not that at all in fact like if it's I've got my like rainy day funds and that's basically it I'm still yet to like receive income from the business if we're being like transparent Mm. but it just got to the point where it was just I couldn't think of anything but my business and I had dropped down to part-time I did two weeks of of part-time and then I was like this is still isn't going to work like because I'm not progressing in my day job like I can't give it the energy that it requires um anymore yeah. and something in me like I can't even describe it just knew that it was time and it's not to say that it's forever mm-hmm. like if I need cash and it's you know basically mm-hmm. just you the contract yeah it. I can go back. it's fine nothing you do has to be forever yeah and I don't think enough people kind of share that and they sh- and and actually talk about the fact that making a different choice is not failure it's not on somehow unraveling the truth of your initial choice like it's nothing it's literally just you making a decision and ultimately when it comes to running your business it's about making the decision that puts that first so if it means you take a contract over here to do some product management and then you have funds to pay your rent and reinvest in the business it's like why is why is why is that a bad thing please Tell There's me. nothing like, wrong with paying your rent. Like I think it's weird to just remember, remember that. Like I feel like that's that's gonna be like the secret title of this podcast. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with paying your rent. Like you know, no shame in it. Like you're doing whatever the situation at the time requires, and that's all. Um mm. but yeah, I think we all have this image of ourselves being like, you know, go full time straight away, making that you know 10k month like oh like, my gosh yeah the Maldives like <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be a digital nomad yeah. and it's just oh me my and my God. macbook yeah. and you know <laughs> my tribe and we're just gonna make it happen I'm manifesting authentic. all of it live your authentic life <laughs> live your, I know it's like let's be real here peeps it's the question and I and I appreciate that you just said it's scary I appreciate that you took us into that space and being honest about it, because I think that's a huge thing as well. Admitting that something is scary doesn't mean that, again, it's defeated you. It just means you're acknowledging. Mm, Yeah, scary moments. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So what is what is on the horizon for you, I guess, now that you have that full space to just really focus? Oh, so much now. Like, it's it's really funny because... I was really, really struggling before I left, like so caught up in comparison, which I still massively do struggle with, but wasn't having any ideas. Like I used to love making reels. I hadn't done reels in ages. Couldn't think of anything funny to do. Like, and I was like, oh, this is stressful. What if I don't recover? Like after I leave my job and you know what? Literally the next day after I handed my notice in, like all these ideas came flooding towards me. Like that kind of creative like spark had, been unblocked is that's a really weird is that metaphor work I don't know um and so, we're with you yeah so yeah <laughs> got some cool stuff coming up we're gonna have a babes and waves retreat or hopefully if you know restrictions continue to ease up that would be at yeah. the end of summer and then we're our new website's being dropped in the end at the end of May which will have our next intake we are we've got merch collaborations coming up we're doing like a capsule collection with some of the members where mm. one of the designer and we've got a, a fabrics, like dead stock fabric sourcer. So we're all working together to create like a really curated like capsule collection that's like from the community. So yeah, wow. lots of cool stuff. I'm so excited. 
That is so cool. And I love, I love that that's how it happened. You literally just made that switch and then everything just sort of opened. Cause I think we take for granted, especially when we're used to being able to be creative as well as operational and just keep cracking on. It's, mm. it's, I think we take for granted how much having that space can Definitely. then unlock so much more. Definitely. And, and you know what else really helped was, so I had been like kind of counting down until I was able to pay myself and take money out of the business. But mm. I decided instead, um, instead of doing that this time around, I used it to hire a VA. And you know what? Like, oh my God, the brain space that's given me like it's so 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 worth it and like now like my number one advice is literally like hire like as soon as soon as soon as you can like yeah that has just freed up so much like energy now I've got two full days a week where I don't have to take any calls no meetings no admin mm. and that's just higher strategy that's just like thinking about stuff like this and it's just yeah. so nice it, nice is a very underwhelming adjective for how I was thinking no out. but no I 100% <laughs> get what because people said this to me for years and I was just like yeah I'm not really making money like that but then when I looked at when I actually looked into it and I was just like I can afford an hour or two a week yeah I can do that. That's possible. Okay. Let me start there and see what I can get off of my plate with that. And then after a while you realize actually I'm releasing myself to focus on the things that move the needle. Um, And, you know, I talk a lot about your zone of genius, your zone of excellence and your zone of competence and those different zones. So basically zone of genius is where you should try and be. That is where you are most your creative visionary self. Mm-hmm. Zone of excellence is you're good at this stuff. Like you can probably monetize this stuff. It's all, it's all good. And zone of competence is you can do this stuff, but it's not necessarily the best use of your time and energy. And when you get help in and you start to look at things, you start to realize actually that it's not a bad thing for me not to do everything. I think when you start out your business, especially as a solo founder, it's so easy to wear the wear all the hats as your badge of honor. I want to do everything. I'm marketing. I'm this. And yeah. there's some to it. we need to appreciate it. But sometimes we get attached to that stuff and that stuff will hold us back. That is so, so, so true. And I think that's why I held out in my full-time job for way longer mm. than I did. Because I was, I, I've been ready to leave since day one. It's so funny because the, the day they gave, they offered me the role, before mm. they got back, I had said to my boyfriend, like, you know what? I don't really want this. I think I'm going to focus on Babes and Waves. And they called me up and I was like, ooh, user researcher. Okay. That's next. <laughs> yeah. salary. Like... <laughs> like I'm gonna prove you all wrong whatever it's just ego when it and then I I just love being able to say that you know I worked in tech and I had a full-time job and I could manage to do everything when behind the scenes mm. I was really, really struggling like throughout winter I was really 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 struggling um but I wouldn't let go so 100% agree with um everything you just said it's so important to not get attached and like just because you can do something doesn't mean that it's the best use of your time. Like I was like, why should I pay someone 20 pounds an hour to do this thing when I can do it myself? Myself. Point, yeah. But the point isn't that you can do it yourself. The point is that you can focus on the thing that's going to make you 50 pounds for that hour. Like a hundred percent that. And when we get to the core of what we would rather be spending our time on in our business, it is not the admin. That is not what pops you up out of your bed in the morning or in the middle of the night. In fact, if you're anything like me, I have post-its by my bed um, for those moments where the brain needs to chill out. (laughs) But like, that is not what's lighting me up. 
That mm-hmm. is not what is setting me on fire. All of my metaphors. I love that we're very metaphor heavy today. <laughs> um, so it's like, uh, do you really want what you say that you want? Because if it. you do, you need to stop doing your admin. And for me, it looked like me putting on an out of office. That was the mm-hmm. biggest ego reducer for me to admit. Thank you for your email. I work full time. <laughs> so okay. there will be a delay in your response because That's I didn't realize how much I was hiding behind it. Mm. It was a badge of honor that people think that I run my business full time. And I was just like, hell to the nut. My business is just jazz, but I'm trying to turn that into a whole oxymoron so that I could be like, yeah, it's very far from just me. You want to talk to my operations lead and um, I'm going to talk to that person and we're going to do this. I and it feels, that. it can feel uncomfortable at first because like, who am I to have a VA? Who am I to have an admin assistant? Who am I? And it's just like, well, let's look at things in the grand scheme. First of all, I get so much joy being able to pay all the support in my business is actually from women. So I'm able to pay them in their zone of excellence. That's amazing. I'm able to co-create with them where we are all friends. Like (laughs) that's amazing. And I'm able to just do more and be like slap bang in the center of my mission and my impact, which is amazing. I love, wins. <laughs> I, lo- I love those zones of excellence. What were they? Zone of excellence, zone of genius, and zone of competence. And the I competence is the one that you have to grow so out cool. of. Mm, so cool. It's so easy. So easy. It's like, I can do it. So why would I ask somebody else to do it? And especially in the initial stages where it's just like, by the time I tell somebody how I want this done, I could have done it. But it's like, that's not the actual point. That's not the point for sure. And, and I, I'm so, it's funny because growing up, my mum runs her own business and mm. I'm, like like oh like I can't remember my point now my brain's the thing but um (laughs) but when she was talking about how it she used to get frustrated at like having to explain like how to do things to people Mm -hmm. I didn't get it and now that I'm I'm in business I get it and I definitely had that streak in me like definitely inherited from her I'm gonna blame it on her (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh like it's so annoying the resistance it's like oh can you just read my brain and uh, what I would say to that practical this is for you and for anyone that's listening I when I bring anybody onto my business I'm like are you comfortable with a scrappy voice note because sometimes it's going to be that or a scrappy screen grab, because sometimes that's a lot easier than, you know, and I know you probably have worked in businesses where they write out a step-by-step operating procedure. I've tried to do that jazz. I've tried. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up a thing on the to-do list. And then I end up keeping the task for myself. So I literally, am just like, do you know what? I'm going to voice note you because that's how my brain works. And I feel like that would give you all the information that you need to do it. That's literally what I do as well. Like when I first, started setting out all the systems for hiring someone like I was gonna do write out all those documents started doing it and then the same as you like I'd written like the first five tasks to do that ended up doing all of them and then and then I was like, proud of myself I was like <laughs> it's like, like I know oh. what I'm doing jazz that's not the point yeah. I'm so good at this I know <laughs> and I like moved it across into done like left it there and I was like <gasps> Um, but now I just voice know it's a lot easier than having to like type out essays and go back and forth and all that um yeah yeah it's the resistance it's literally the resistance like there are key points where you make a shift in your business or your career or life in general where there's part of you who's just like you sure you don't want to go back to the old way the old way was safe you knew the old way this new thing are we sure about it does it fit why are we doing this again like that voice just rises up like the inner critic inner, oh yeah inner, inner judge even exactly that 
Oh, this is so exciting. And I'm just loving kind of being in this space with you one week on from that decision and everything coming up again, very much community led, aligned with the women in your community and kind of going forth with that. I'd love to just step into where you are and ask you the question I ask everybody. What is your career teaching you right now? So what is my career teaching me? I think it's kind of this ongoing thing that I talk about quite a lot on my Instagram that even when you can't see it, I do genuinely, genuinely believe that everything is always working out for you. And it's, I did not come up with that. I think it's an Oprah quote, to be honest, the queen, mm. um, but it's just, yes. is the one kind of affirmation, belief, whatever you want to call it that I hold on to. And that really like grounds me where I look back throughout my whole life whole career and I can see the way everything that I thought was meant for me wasn't actually meant for me but it was preparing me for the next thing and like mm-hmm. you know I, I before I did my own podcast didn't really work out um, even though I enjoyed it at the time I ran my own club night event series again that didn't work out even though I enjoyed it at the time you know yeah. I thought I to get promotion at work um, I didn't and that's why I went in this thought you know fuck it I'm just gonna run my own business like all this mm-hmm. stuff was preparing me it was like a combination of all of those like air quotes like failures to lead into like the again air quotes I hate those kind of like um <laughs> binary failure success of like yeah. the air quote again success of where I am right now so yeah it's just holding on to that like if it feels really hard if it feels uncomfortable like you're not at the end yet like it's just part mm. of the process I don't know yeah. if that's very fairy, but <laughs> no, no, I feel it. It's a hundred percent that it's even a conversation that I was having with one of my clients today where I was just like, okay, everything that you've just worked through, that should be communicating to you that you are exactly where you are meant to be because what everything that you just described, growing pains, you Definitely. facing the resistance, you doing all of the tough stuff. So as much as you're feeling uncertain and you want to break push through you are precisely where you're meant to be a hundred percent yeah would you like have any advice for anybody who who wants to step into their own business any advice would be literally and I know again this is probably a really frustrating thing to hear but it is to just do it in some capacity just do it because you can plan forever and you're never going to get to a point where you feel like this is perfect. This is how I want it to be. You need to just override that and just do something. And the chances are, it's probably not going to be what you end up focusing on anyway. Like I tried five different things, six different things maybe before I got to Babes and Ways where it was today. And again, that was very much by accident. Like I fell into it. Mm. So just think about like, it's that kind of like lean startup methodology, right? Like think about what's the, what's the simplest version of what you want to create, what you want to do and just do that. Like you have an idea for an app, just make, just start with a newsletter. Just, you know, you have an uh, idea for a whole membership community. Just start with an event, just, you know, get 10 friends who are all into the same thing that you want to make this organization around meet up in the park, like have a picnic and grow from there. Like baby steps. Don't constantly get caught up in the paralysis of like, this needs to be perfect. This needs to be the finished result. And if not, I'm not going to do it because you'll be there forever just waiting. And there's already, I always say there's like way too many people living on like Sunday Island, like get off of it, <laughs> just like take action. Don't be one of those people who are like, oh my God, I've got the next app idea. And they just never do it. And they're still there yeah. 50 years later talking about their app idea. And it's like- And other people have launched it and raised millions for it. And you're exactly. just like, well, damn. And then they're well. in the pub, like 
that was my idea for me. <laughs> nobody, please, nobody wants to be that proverbial guy. Do you know what I mean, nobody wants Obviously. to be that, oh, that person. Like, don't, don't be that person. Don't, don't, don't do it. Person, please. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. And I, I know you've mentioned already kind of a few things that are coming up. How can people connect with the Babes on Waves community, your journey, all of the exciting things that you just m- mentioned? <laughs> um, well, our kind of go-to place is Instagram. I'm trying to expand onto other platforms. <laughs> but for now, we're mostly on Instagram. It's just at Babes on Waves Club. And our website as well is babesonwaves.club. And if you want to keep up with like what I'm doing personally, I'm a bit of a ghost on Instagram, but I'm trying to use it a bit more. <laughs> it's too hard trying to manage like a million accounts. Too profiles. Yeah. Maybe too much. <laughs> it's too much. But my personal one is transatlantic babe, lol. <laughs> if you want to, um, not the lol, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> keep up with what I'm doing. we do. I do clubhouse chats quite a lot that I'll, that I'll usually post on there. So come and cool. say hi at any time on clubhouse. Awesome. Things at once, but... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'll put all the links so everybody can get in where they're most comfortable to connect with you and follow that journey and and just hear more, um, especially on Clubhouse and doing chats on there. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's how we met. So Uh before we close, we didn't meet on Clubhouse and now your talking network did an online event towards the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. Side and I think hustle. you did a session. Okay. Yeah, it was a side hustle showcase. And I think you did a session on, I think it might've been imposter syndrome. Yes. That was the first speaking thing I ever did. And I was literally <gasps> like shitting myself. <laughs> I was trying to think of a PG way to say that. But <laughs> I was like, nope, that's what was happening. That's where we were. Yeah. And I remember being, cause I spoke that day as well. I just remember being so impressed. And also I was just like, Hi Jazz, I'm Jazz. <laughs> I remember this, and I was like, "Oh, I'm Jazz too." <laughs> I'm Jazz too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's how we met everybody. In case you know you were worried we were going to leave that un- untied up, but um, <laughs> yeah, just excited for your journey. And um, as you all know, as listeners, or if you don't know already, this is a show where we will invite people back. So I cannot wait to. Um, check in with jazz again later down this pathway but thank you so much for sharing your journey and story with us this has been so nice honestly really like just literally like talking to a friend um which makes such a difference i always still feel like quite stressed before these but this has been great (laughs) and you're an amazing host Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. That's it. Wait, look, in case you hadn't realized it from this episode, right? These two jazzes that you're listening to were about connection. We're about vibes. We are about chilling and mm. just being and just being real. real. So yeah. oh, this is a great combo. Thank you so much. I'm actually going to wrap up the episode there. And if you want to catch up with more Jazz Squared banter, check out the <laughs> next episode that we haven't even recorded yet and all the good stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast, where you hear the how, why, and what it takes to build a career that stands out. Don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the Career Clubhouse? You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career. Thank you.